0: Land, and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network, where your hosts have lots of opinions with zero credentials. Each week, we watch a movie, usually a bad one. We crack a couple jokes. We crack a couple jokes. Give you our insight into the film, and we play a couple games at the end. I'm your host, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined by my co-host uh, Maestro. Hello. And Annie.
1: Hi.
0: I am in Hi. fact. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I- <laughs> I am, in fact, not Hollywood. I'm be filling in for Hollywood uh, temporarily while he deals with uh, child things. He's got a little baby coming. So congratulations to Hollywood, man. And uh, speedy recovery to everybody involved. And I uh, hope to see you back sometime. This week, we're watching 2000's What Women Want. Uh, we're doing this because What Men Want uh, got released uh, about a week and a half ago, which is when this podcast was supposed to air, a little behind. That's fine. This movie was directed by Nancy Myers. You may recognize Nancy Myers. She also did "It's Complicated," which is an Alec Baldwin, uh, Steve Martin movie, which pretty good. "Something's Got to Give." That's a Jack Nicholson, Amanda Pete. You just saw this one, Annie. Which one's that one? Some, the, the older couple dating.
1: Oh yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, uh,
0: the Holiday, which has Jack Black, uh, but he's not
2: being super Jack Blacky, so I'm not mad at it. Also. Oh. The, there is a movie that he's come out in recently, I think you should watch. Oh, no. Yeah. Jumanji? I'll no. Jumanji. You like Jumanji. Yeah. Yeah. They're making a second Jumanji. Yes, I heard about that. It'll
0: yeah. be here in December, apparently. <gasps> That's soon. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. Danny DeVito and uh, The Rock and Kevin Hart. They were, uh, there was a picture on Instagram of them doing a table read. Oh, really? Jumanji sang December.
1: What's the Jack Black movie?
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, House with the Clock and Swallows. Ugh. Oh. That looked dumb.
1: With the clock on its walls? In its walls. Oh. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's based upon a book from the 50s. Right. I'm sure it'll be great. I you, thought You you let, me, you let me know.
0: Have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah. Is he Jack Blackie?
2: No. I don't believe that. I don't
0: believe that. Oh, and I definitely don't know with that face.
2: How dare you? Honestly, it's actually quite entertaining because in the movie, I think he... Uh, is partnered up with Kate Blanchett. Blanchett? Blanchett, yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're they're, they're, they're back and forth banter. Amazing. Okay.
0: Show me
1: the preview and we'll decide whether or not Adam has to watch it with me.
2: Fair enough. All right. So Nancy Myers also
0: did The Intern. That's Rob De Niro uh, where he's an older guy trying to come back as an intern. Also, The Parent Trap with uh, one Lindsay Lohan. Actually, two Lindsay Lohans. How many Lindsay Lohans are there?
1: More than there needs to be. Fair
0: enough. Uh, in this movie, we have Mel Gibson, Helen Hunt, Marissa Tomei, Alan Alda, Ashley Johnson. Those are the main players. We also have a Judy Greer, which is the uh, the voice of Pam, I believe. Not Pam. Cheryl. Yeah, from Archer. In Archer, Sarah Paulson, you may know from American Horror Story. Lisa Edelstein, which you know as Cuddy from House. And Anna Gasteyer. Gasteer? Well, that was it? There's supposed to be one more, right? Well, these are like the the main kind of – these are recognizable faces. There's a bunch of other people in the movie, of course, but those are these are the main players. Let me give you the synopsis and then we'll uh, get into the film. After an accident, a chauvinistic executive gains the ability to hear what women are – what women really are really thinking. Damn it. Hollywood's better at this than I am. Yeah. <laughs> All
2: right. Slow down. Slow down. The learning curve. Have you seen What Women Want Before? Yes. Before having yes. to watch it this time? Yes. 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 When was that? Oh god! When did it come out? Two thousand. Two years after that, so two thousand two, two thousand three. Okay, I think I'm yeah. about the same time.
0: Annie, uh, you saw this? Yes. And I was
1: probably ten or eleven years okay. ago. I was ten or eleven years old. Oh. And I had opinions then.
0: All right. You so now we're into. The- I wasn't sure if this is where yeah, I can, yeah, can yeah. give my opinion. Please. So what, yeah. When you first saw the movie, you had you had negative thoughts.
1: Yes. Okay. And uh, most of them still held up. I'm watching it again now. Okay. Just. Oh, he's the worst. Right. <laughs> Everything well, about him, it just made me angry. Are you talking then, about the
2: actor or the character?
1: The character. Okay. Although, also Mel Gibson's face, not the right. Face for this character?
2: No, no. So, I agree. I've, yeah, Mel Gibson does play a good crazy person, but he, this face looks like a bad guy.
1: He doesn't have that look of. So when you're hearing these women's thoughts of like how hot he is, it's just that's not that face that gets that train of thought going. It's just mm. not. It's just not. He, his character doesn't have the physical attributes needed. With his clothes on, needed, in order to get that reaction from women. His face just... I'm not saying... It's not like a Tom Cruise thing where I hate his face. (laughs) But it's just not not very casting. But He's
0: not hot. You don't find him uh, attractive male?
1: His body was fantastic in that movie. I did not know he'd ever looked like that. (laughs) But no, his face just... I'm not saying he's ugly. I'm just saying that's not the level of hot that you need to be with your face to get that instant reaction from women thinking that it's just not, but that's not my, that's not this beside the point. No, hold, hold on. I
0: the, think it, it is the point. But before we get to that, <laughs> okay. I, I, I have to take issue with that. I, I, I think that he's an, a he's pretty attractive dude. Well, you are another Still woman. On. So. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he's, maybe he's not like, um, uh, young boy, attractive, that sounded weird. Yeah, right. George Clooney. No, keep on going. This is getting okay. funnier and funnier. Okay, like like a Johnny Depp, uh, y- younger looking, uh, but uh, still attractive. Uh, maybe uh,
2: like a like a crybaby version.
0: I don't. Know. I don't know. It just, it just, he he has a look that just like it to me. His look is like that's a man. That is a that is a man.
1: No, you're thinking of George Clooney.
0: George- George Clooney just looks suave, but this guy looks like a, that's, a man.
1: That's the man that would get that reaction from women just by walking in the room.
0: Okay, that's the okay, so man that's that, that needed to be casted. About. I see. Okay, or well, like an Idris Elba, even.
1: Yes. Oh, I, okay. I know who that is.
0: Yeah. Yes. Okay.
1: He was in The Office, right? Uh, yes. He was, okay.
0: he was Charles. Charles. Yeah. Okay. He was also in uh, Thor. And uh, The Wire Stringer Bell As uh, Hollywood would say Stringer Bell From The Wire Man
2: That's what you keep on talking about Stringer Bell Is Idris Alba? Yes I I thought I thought Stringer Bell Was actually a person Oh my god (laughs) That's his character In The Wire (laughs) This hurts This has been going on for years (laughs) And I never thought To ask for it Because I believed you To be an actual person (sighs) Alright Anyway So Whatever I
0: think he's attractive And You don't and my was on your side about that. Fine. What do you mean? Undecided. I know. On side. Fact. On your side. Oh, I'm in the middle right Good. here. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> uh. All right. So what's, what's your issue with this guy then?
1: Just his entire. How does he have a daughter and still think the way he does about women? Treat them the way he does. I mean, I was 10 or 11 years old and I had these issues with him. I was just. I, I couldn't stand him. And then I got angry at the women that let him treat him that way. It just was upsetting all across the board. And the, how do you have a daughter and not even give a fuck? Frick.
2: You see whatever you want. I was yeah, like,
1: over on Facebook. I don't know if you're allowed to do that. No, no, no. You okay. just whatever you want. Uh, how do you not care? I mean, just, 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 just <laughs> yeah. there's so many things that bothered me about him. And I do appreciate there, there's some really funny parts of the movie. Okay. That I'm able, you know, I find those really funny now. But when I was a kid, and saw it, I couldn't find those funny at all because I was just so angered by his character.
0: Like what? What was what was the funny part for you?
1: I loved that he tried on everything in the box, <laughs> and then when he's explaining to oh my gosh, what's her name? The daughter. No the the boss lady. Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt. Thank you. Mm-hmm. When he's explaining to Helen Hunt about how he tried it on, that was great. Okay. Um There's funny, just funny little clips and bits.
0: I I laughed a lot more at this movie than than you did, for sure. Uh, (laughs) But I think this is one of those weird movies that, because it is from the male perspective, I think I, as a male, uh, maybe relate to it more. Like I mean, I'm not this guy. But the struggles that guys deal with when dealing with women is something that I was like, yeah, uh uh-huh, right.
1: Just to be clear, you're claiming that you get to have the female perspective about what's attractive and get to have the male perspective in this conversation.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: when you put it that way, you know, that's a a decent point. Just because, yeah, I got no defense for that. Nope, not at all. Damn it. But I I do relate to the struggles of a man trying to figure out what is it the woman actually wants. And just kind of, him trying to get in the headspace, that's kind of, I, I mean, I don't get to the point of cross-dressing, but there, there's plenty of times where I'm just like, what is it? How can I just get myself <laughs> into that headspace so I can understand what the hell is happening? And uh, It's hard for yeah, you, isn't it? It's very hard. All I have no. to do is
1: read my mind. It's not that hard. That's what the movie's about!
0: And that's why it was, it, there's there's a scene with a uh, Bette Midler in it. Uh, for, the best part, I yeah. think. Yeah. That was, yes. You're saying. Talk about that part, Maestro.
2: Oh, it was the best part because Bette Midler a great actress. I mean, like I really liked what she's done, even in like Hulk's books and then so. Right. But um, the responses of how he proves to her that he actually can hear her thoughts just gets even better and better slowly as she you can see her going from disbelief, crazy person, don't like this guy to oh my god, the best thing that could possibly happen to a psychiatrist or any but person, dude. Yeah, in general.
1: Yeah. That whole scene was really funny with yeah. the back and forth of mm-hmm. him responding to her thoughts.
2: Yeah. And for me, the best part was not the not the response of the the crazy in their eyes and how they were reacting when they first realized it. Oh, my God, right? Okay, like uh, he first part when he actually lies down on the couch and then she tries to like calm him down and he's just freaking out. And the way he responds is just like something that you would see uh, Mel Gibson do in the past. That it brings back like memories of like like Lethal Weapon. It's just so really, so okay. really good, yeah, yeah. And then you see Bette Miller and her act towards it. It just responds so clearly. I like this. Part. Uh, the entire movie
0: smoking a joint. And, and yeah, <laughs> <to> that part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: That's part. Yeah,
0: the, the, <laughs> there was a lot of funny parts to me. I, the, the parts that I think uh, that Annie was having problems with, I was laughing out loud at the like the the just overt amount of chauvinism i f- i found funny because it was so over the top yeah because like wow
1: but those people are out there i know
0: but, then, but and they're
1: they- awful to deal with and so <laughs> oh
0: it's i think it was almost like an uncomfortable laugh not uncomfortable but like i laugh at things that are like you can't do that <laughs> like that's the, no these are that's against the social contract we have with everybody i Unless, have people who
1: specifically won't even work with me because i'm female oh They won't let me represent them. In 2018,
0: this is happening? Yeah.
2: Hmm. The thing about it is, is back like 10 years ago, that was a social norm. 20 years ago, that was completely heard of and that was what people required. 30 years ago, who knows? I'm just saying is as uh, society progresses towards a different generation, the thoughts and the aspects of different way people uh, interact change drastically and the people from the previous generation... They either catch up or they get left behind, and you get these situations. Right,
1: I get that. That that's a fair point. So that movie was made for adults. When I saw it, Born for those in the adults' fifties, and not my generation, because my generation was being raised with the uh, "you don't put up with that." But the people that had been raised before, that were raising me. That generation that was more of a norm. So it's never been a norm for. For you know us, right?
2: Yeah, for me, I really I feel like what Mel Gibson's character comes directly out of like the forties or the fifties. At Ooh. least the thought process behind it, the that, way he acted. The fifties, yeah. yeah,
0: I can see that.
2: No, that I think that's hundred percent accurate. And
0: and to back that up, throughout the entire movie, that the soundtrack. Were you paying attention to the soundtrack of their maestro. No, I wasn't. It was a lot of Rat Pack. It was a lot of Sinatra. There was uh, Sammy Davis, Dean Martin, and and a bunch of other people from that era singing songs of that era. Which you might think I would enjoy, but in this movie, painting a chauvinist and then playing all the Rat Pack stuff behind him, to me it can it, it it's linking the two. That now, granted, back in those days, they yeah, it was they were talking they were talking about broads and things like that. In fact, the uh, the slogan for the show is uh, for Random Acts Tangent was uh, a booze, broads, and banter was our thing, it was which is Rat Pack throwback phrase thing. But I can't say broads. What? A- that's it's a it's, it's a derogatory term now. I don't think it is, but broads do. Eh.
2: Broads think it's offensive. You just said it.
1: <laughs> it depends on how you use the word.
2: I think a lot of times it's the words, the way you say it, and what you have behind it. Now, right. exactly. So you could. So if you say it in a, like a text form, it's difficult to respond to. But you say it into a person's like in a certain way that people can take offense to. It, yeah.
1: <laughs> like booze, broads, and banter. With a group of guys, a podcast with a group of guys that I don't think there's anything derogatory or negative about that. Girls get together, we'll talk about the dudes that they're into. Guys will get together and talk about the females that they're into. Mm-hmm. There, nothing, but if you're saying like, oh my God, this broad's an idiot, or I can't believe the thing that just came out of that broad's mouth, something like that, yeah, you know.
2: Yeah, that would be bad. Is there a, is there a, a, a phrase used for men? The, the, the equivalents, of broads? Yeah, the equivalents of broads are along that line. I don't know. I would uh, think prick.
1: No, because that, that means that guy's you're... a prick.
2: But that, but, but prick is always a den- yeah, but denotates, uh, negatively.
1: Yeah, prick yeah, means so, you're being a jerk. But oh. is broads mean broads? Doesn't mean we're doing oh, anything wrong. We're just okay. existing.
2: I don't know. I don't know. Do think? I, just, I think it's bro.
0: Bro dude bro man man, dude bro i say that (laughs) i say
1: dude and i call everyone and everything dude yeah and i say dude bro whenever someone i just need someone to like stop just like i need you i need you i'll be just like dude bro yeah and that that just means stop so i don't don't feel like bro would be a good derogatory term just because it's such a it's used for so many things
2: yeah bro man oh i think um, oh i had it i lost it you had lost, lost, had it? A fuck boy. That's still regarded as being bad. Oh, that's true. Damn it. I'm, always, yeah. I'm only thinking negative. Yeah. yeah. You had to think positive and negative. What works for both? Gents.
1: That's eh, pretty positive. Yeah.
2: So yeah. It's, um, well, thank you. Somebody calls me a gentleman. Oh, there's no way I'm saying.
0: How dare you? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I didn't call you a gentleman. I called you a gent.
0: Yeah. Well, so. that, it's short for gentleman.
1: So you're like half a gentleman cuz he's half the word. <laughs> you're,
2: just, <laughs> you're just in such a rush to call me a gentleman you can't say the whole word. I think jam. well here's one when they say <laughs> the reference towards a a fully adult male they call him a boy.
1: Oh, that could that's a good one. I'm, those boys when you're talking about mm. you know a 30-year-old man. Okay. That yeah, that's a good one.
0: Yeah. But then the guys have a thing. It's, it's boys' weekend. Exactly. It can be used the, for negative and yeah, positive. Yeah, no. But girls aren't saying, "Hey, me and the broads are going out." That's not something girls but, would say about them themselves.
1: That's true. Well, it's but, a, that's a really old timey yeah, okay. term. But anyway. but no, I think we've known it. It's a it can be used positively and it can be used negatively. It is a okay. all about how you use it. Just like broads. I was right. about to say dames, and I was like, no, wait, that's not the word we're using.
2: Dames and gents.
0: That's not <laughs> right? Ryan. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, a lot of funny parts. The the, the whole chauvinism part, I, the stuff that was happening, I found funny, but only for the reasons like, oh my god, he can't, he can't do that. Uh, and, and just the fact that, like, oh, I, I think part of it is because I know people actually are that way, but it being portrayed is kind of like a. Oh, 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 whoa! Whoa! <laughs> what else is funny? Mrs. Tomei. Mrs. Tomei was great. Uh, she's always good in things that she. Which does. one was she? Uh, she was the barista.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. What's crazy is I feel like she she looks exactly the same now, but... She doesn't age. But she looks... I feel like she looked older than her character was supposed to be. And that's so, like she's aged into her age. Her look like her look is older than what she was supposed to be back then. Cause
0: mm, I don't know.
1: I feel like she still looks like she's in her mid to late 30s in that. But... Pretty sure she wasn't even in her mid to late thirties in that.
2: Wasn't she in my cousin Vinny? Yeah, she was.
0: She? she's? I think she's like fifty or sixty by now. Well, so she, when this movie and, came out, that was twenty years ago. Well, let so me she find what about. Have been out Thirty. <laughs> I'm
2: IMDB now. I was right.
1: thinking like somewhere around thirty-seven to forty. Thirty-seven is still mid thirties.
2: Okay. <laughs> 1964. 64.
1: Because she wouldn't be doing the aspiring actress, Whoa. starting the aspiring actress yeah. thing at, at 37. She would have started that earlier in life.
0: Hold on. 64. So she she is 60? 55. 54. Oh, my goodness. Okay.
2: It's 2019.
0: Right. right. She's born December. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> He's right. She's, she's amazing for 54 year olds. Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: Her and Demi, Wait a
0: second. That means in Spider-Man, she was... she was. Uh, yeah. What's her name? Aunt Jane? Aunt June?
2: Aunt May. What are you talking about? Spider-Man's... Spider-Man's- uh, oh, the new one. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. What is it? Aunt May? Yeah, Aunt May. Okay. She's Aunt May, but she's yeah. 54,
0: so, I mean, that's not crazy anymore, is it? No, that's perfectly plausible. But watching, you're like, you can't have a young, hot... Woman playing Aunt May, but she's fifty-four years old. Holy Christ! She looks amazing. I concur. God. All right. She was great. The whole storyline was 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 fantastic. Uh, she basically forced Mel Gibson to admit that he was gay at a point. That was that was pretty funny.
1: I was right. funny. proud of his character at that point.
2: He, he
1: does t- come around and become kind of a good person, which is even more upsetting because that doesn't happen.
2: What's the opposite <laughs> of a heel turn? Uh, face turn. Face turn, that's it. Yes, he does does a face turn.
0: Thank you, Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood. Keeping it alive. Yeah, it's it's a wrestling term. When somebody does a heel turn, uh, that means they were a good guy and now have become a bad guy. I thought
1: it was a face turn.
0: A face turn is when a bad guy turns and becomes a good guy. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so Mel Gibson, basically, he does a a face turn. Or he was a dick, and he comes around... um, it was, it was interesting, uh, the, the way that they're kind of trying to describe this, at the beginning of the of the movie, he's watching TV and like, ah, women's sports, meh, meh. He's just like forwarding through the channels because he doesn't want to see any women on there. Later on, once he has this whole epiphany thing, uh, he's passing over the guy stuff and like, oh, ooh, this is, a, this is a woman show. And he's like, ooh.
1: Yeah. Or when he's all of a sudden getting emotional and about to cry. Yeah. Yes, because that's exactly how women are.
0: <laughs> I don't think he was saying he's becoming a woman. He's he's getting in touch with his emotions. He he's for the first time ever getting in touch with his emotions. He's
1: getting inside the mindset of a woman. That's kind of the whole point of the movie. You're finally thinking like a woman. I loved the ad and I it clearly was created by a woman who he stole the idea from. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. It was on point. I would buy those shoes. But yeah, that was, it was a good that advertising was slogan. So good. The whole the whole setup of it the, the road doesn't judge you. The yeah. it doesn't care what you're wearing. It doesn't care that you don't have makeup
0: on. I was like, yes, yeah, this is so good. It doesn't care if you haven't been back in a day or a week. It's just happy it, that you're there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Nike. No games. Just, just sports. sports. <sighs> that was good. Yeah. I felt inspired. I, I, would have, I would have bought a pair. Yeah. Even though it's uh, uh, a <laughs> uh, commercial target towards females, I would have bought a pair of female sneakers.
1: But all of these other things that are supposed to be showing him getting inside the mind of a woman, not exactly positive things. No. Let's watch this sappy movie. Let's cry and get emotional about something silly and not all that important in your life. Like, come on. It's just... It, uh, now, uh, that didn't bother me until now that I'm thinking about it.
2: So, talking about it made it worse. Yes. Were you
0: surprised uh, at the beginning when I told you this was uh, directed by a female?
1: You told me it was directed by a female?
0: Yeah. No. I did not know
1: that until right now.
0: Nancy Myers. She also did his complicated, something he's got to give, for The Holiday, The Intern, The Parent Trap.
1: Oh, is that why you were listing all those off at the beginning?
0: Yes, because Nancy Myers, part. the director of this, wrote and directed those other movies that, uh, that I mentioned. Did she write this one? Turns out, she. this, this was going to be in trivia later, but uh, yeah, she she was hired to, re, to do rewrites for this movie and put a lot, a lot of the dialogue, a lot of the struggles, especially from Helen Hunt's perspective, I think, were things that came directly out of her life and put into the movie.
1: Helen Hunt's character was fantastic. I loved her character. So I have no issues with that. If okay. she wrote the rest of it, I have some qualms <clears throat> with that. Okay. The rest of it seems like it was written by a guy.
0: Let's see. The writers were a Josh Goldsmith, a Kathy Uspa, and yeah, and Diane Drake. Two chicks and a dude wrote this movie. It's disappointing. Mm. Directed by a female,
1: but again, different time.
0: So is is it weird? Okay, I just made this connection in my head right now. So in 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 the movie, they uh, they're talking about that it's a woman's world. We need to hire a woman to get the woman. Uh, demographic, Yeah. Uh, times are changing, uh, as Ron Burgundy failed to realize. Yes. Uh, and so, in the movie, they're going towards female. But behind the scenes, writing it, it's females trying to write it for dudes. Is was this
1: movie really for dudes? It's... Uh, it, it, I think it was written it was no for women who want to see yeah. the downfall of a chauvinistic
0: man, but... But he, but he's still kind of... Yeah. He becomes the hero. At the end of the movie, this guy is the hero. I know. Well, technically, Helen Hunt's the hero.
1: Everything works out great for him. Right. Super duper. Be a dick your whole life, and then over the course of, what, a week, you can suddenly become an amazing person, and everything changes for you, and... But, but also, imagine... Everything you did up to that point doesn't matter, and you get everything you want.
0: But the, that's that's the part I think that's kind of cool about it, the whole the redemption part of it, that... Yeah yeah it was a week but the think of that experience that he had this is for the first time ever he's getting so much input from everywhere he's basically immersed in it that's how you learn languages faster through immersion this he's basically he learned woman uh in a week through immersion
1: I think that I would be more content with if they had done some sort of so you know how like he loses his job at the end that kind of a thing like yeah he was a chauvinistic prick use your word use your word uh his entire life up until this week i get that you've had this life-changing experience but you shouldn't get everything you want at the end of this one week because you learned and now you're gonna be better moving forward like that's not that I, I, that bothers me so i you know he loses the one thing that happens is he loses his job but he's gonna get another job in my mind like cool, you have a great tracker, you're just going to get another job somewhere else, exact same pay. And Helen Hunt, who's about to lose her job and her apartment, because of you, gets to keep her job? Like, it just, it doesn't balance out well. I don't like that this guy, they made a movie, now knowing it's written by mostly women, where this guy has zero repercussions for his, and gets his (laughs) daughter back She loves him after he's been completely absent from her life up until now. She's 15 years old. Like, that's that's not – it's not okay. I know it's a movie, but but it's – no. Well,
2: if you think about it this way, how is it possible to get electrocuted by a a (laughs) hairdryer? And not die? And not – well, yeah, for one, and somehow get the ability to – Hear brainwaves for only one gender—it's just impossible.
1: No, it's, I agree. With, I'm not saying it, but does thing what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it's very possible. A lot of chauvinistic pricks get everything they want.
2: Yeah, this I'm, movie's
1: supposed to be for women, so why is this prick getting everything he wants at the end? That's that's not a movie for women,
2: in my opinion. I think it's the reason by, behind it is because he's learning from his mistakes and treating women with more dignity to the point where they're equals is where he's supposed to change his character from one person to another but i think that's also lost in the movie as well because you don't change your personality in a week like manny was saying hold on i mean let me ask
0: so you guys are on the same side here this this shouldn't you shouldn't get any i'm in the middle
1: I'm not saying that he couldn't learn and change in a week with a drastic, it's kind of like a near death experience. I am saying he shouldn't get everything he wants and everything be perfect for him because he learned a lesson in a week. If you really learned a lesson, you should be changing your life and a lot of things would have to be difficult for you. And you'd have to go through some things to make those adjustments to live this new life. Like even his friends were chauvinistic pigs. What? So he's, he's just fine.
2: He's, I mean, honestly, considering what had happened to him in the movie, he should have lost all of his friends. Yes, that would be the first thing to happen. Well, he basically only had one friend. So, true.
0: Okay, I, I got a question for for both of you guys. Then, how do you feel about the Christmas
2: Carol? Which Christmas Carol?
0: The, with uh, Scrooge, getting Which Scrooge, by the three ghosts, Bah humbug. Yes, Jim Carrey? No, the, just the story. The, oh, the story, the, movie, the story of the Christmas Carol. The idea. It basically, yeah. where in one night he goes from being a dick to. Being a generous guy, not, not a like, week, it's one night,
1: three nights for him.
0: Is it three nights? Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I obviously don't know the play or the movie or the show or the. Whatever. Yeah,
1: it's three nights, and he does lose things. He begins to use all of the money that he's been saving up and not using on anyone or anything because he's Scrooge, right? Spending it on other people, giving he's giving up time that he was normally forcing his assistant to work so he 's losing that time, that productivity he 's being really generous with his money so he 's losing a lot of money he 's taking active steps to change and better his life he doesn 't suddenly have all of the love and affection from these people, but he 's working to gain it that okay. everyone 's still very hesitant about it i don 't know that I trust this what 's going on what are you doing and he has to work to gain it, and he makes a vow to continue to be better to everyone and People basically are like, all right, well, let's see. It's, it's not all of a sudden I got everything I want in life despite being a dick this whole time. He's not getting any of the things that he wants.
0: Okay.
2: And in reference toward the, the way the book ends, it's not just happens over one day. It's just where he has that epiphany and starts doing things that he believes that what other people are doing, he should be doing too. And then – over time, he does change. That's why they say over the course period of a certain amount of time, he grew into a, be a person that um, Tiny Tim could look up to as a father figure.
0: Okay. So, but, now coming back to uh, this the movie, What Women Want, we see him doing the same kinds of things. He's now sacrificing his time uh, to take his daughter dress shopping and, spend, and trying to develop a relationship back with his daughter. He's also spending time with his co-workers giving them advice on how to fix their lives with their boyfriends or fiancés or whatever. So he's making progress in that, in that way. He uh, also... Oh, I lost the third one. He goes to save that suicidal chick. Yes. That I was grateful for. There, there, there's there's a lot of things that he is actually changing about himself. No, I agree because that. Because of the yeah. experience he's learning from and growing and becoming a better person
2: to where he actually yeah. does his job. Uh, no, I get that. I'm just saying is that it doesn't seem like that was something that could happen that quickly.
1: Also, if we're comparing... Christmas Carol to this. Scrooge has to work at it. He doesn't immediately have everyone's love and affection. It's people saying, all right, well, this is a great first step. Like, thank you. Keep doing it and things can get better and we can have a better relationship, including with his niece, you know, but with this, he spends time in the lunchroom with these women that he's been a complete prick to for years including the woman that he told her told i I wouldn't eat that or i wouldn't do that like screw you bro (laughs) um all of a sudden they love him he's great because he spent an hour in the lunchroom with them giving them advice or what was your other example
2: i have the daughter daughter, oh the daughter yeah
1: i'm sorry 15 years of being in your daughter's life and you go out and take her dress shopping and now you're a great dad and you have your daughter's love and affection and trust no
2: see here's where i think the reason why this works is because in this movie in this world that this movie is this is not the actual world that we live in cuz obviously none of this would actually happen this is not your world princess yeah. is yes. that what you're saying yeah it's not my world yeah. princess okay <laughs> it's the calling a princess stuff um <laughs> But basically, if you think about it this way, if you look at uh, his friend, his friend has no idea what, uh, what, what women are thinking. Most of the men in the entire film do not know what the women are thinking. It's almost like every woman has n- never met a man in this world that could actually understand them in any way, shape, or form. And to have him all of a sudden understand them or at least basically read their minds to the point where they, they don't have to uh, – leave hints, leave, do this, do certain things and actually have a clear, straightforward understanding of what exactly they're thinking I see. is a reprieve to the point where they're willing to give another shot. I that's think a that's, fair point. I think that's the only, I, I think that's the only rebuttal you could probably get for this film.
0: Yeah. That's so, a really good argument. So in yeah. this world there are no sensitive men. They're all... It seems so. I mean, all I have, I
1: mean, I mean, all the male characters we're introduced to you right, are, are like that. So that's, that's a fair point. I just... I guess my, my biggest argument is if this movie was made for women, I don't know what m- women it was made for.
0: <laughs>
2: okay. All
0: right. Any of the things that uh, you liked or disliked about the movie
2: you want to touch on? Um, uh, I You know what? It doesn't make... Honestly, the add to the effect of what I was talking to you about earlier, about the whole right. bit about the world not existing in real life, Yeah. about... The about no one understanding any anybody Okay. Mm-hmm. the way Marissa Tomei acts to him at that point where she finally says like I want him but I can't have him because he's gay kind of a thing remember that bit yeah. yeah remember how she's in the rain she's going like she's like freaking losing it yeah it's like to the effect where that's what happens when you understand somebody in that film too I don't know doesn't I don't know I just she literally went almost crazy yeah
1: well her character's supposed to be a little bit crazy
0: She's trying to be an actress.
1: Yeah, but she she's definitely, like, been through some things mm-hmm. with relationships that have definitely damaged her, and then he said all of the right things, and she let that guard down, and so it was like, a, I'm going to kill you for, for hurting me, and then she like, suddenly realized it, and it was like, oh, oh, oh thank God, oh, thank God, yeah. you know, kind of a thing, mm. where, like, she, it's almost she needs to believe it in order to maintain her sanity, and... Yeah, poor girl.
2: Can you imagine what happens when she finds out the truth later on? Oh, God, no. She has to, right? Eventually, she works at the coffee shop where he yeah, lives. He's got, There's an
1: axe coming through his window at some point. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> he's
0: going to have to move. Or he'll just convince her that Helen Hunt uh, is a dude. Somehow. Used to be a guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. By the way, Helen Hunt, uh, I think, did well. Uh, I, I yeah. think she was a little bit too much of a pushover. For being in advertising, I feel like you have to be a little bit more cutthroat. Uh a bitch is what she was referred to at a certain point, but she seemed to be very much like uh just like rolled over she she didn't seem as assertive as somebody in that industry, I think should be
1: well, two things so one and i I absolutely adored her character, but one, she did address that she she hadn't been out on her own. she was married to a man that worked at the same firm she was at right. and so she hadn't actually had to run a department on her own, So This was going to be the first time, but two, every idea that was coming into her head was being spoken out loud by someone else. And there was even a point where she was like, did I come up with that or did you? Yeah. And she's not someone who's going to take credit for someone else's work. That's another thing I love about honest. her is, you know, cause I, I do this, this. is one of the things I love about my team is everyone on my team will say that was annie or that was john or whoever it was that really put in the work to get something it's acknowledged that no one's taking credit for anyone else's work and that i think was something i valued in her was that she's not trying to take credit for someone else's work even if they're alone and he says the idea she could steal it steal it even though it's her idea that he's stealing from her brain but she doesn't you know she even when he says you can give this presentation, she's like, "No, this is this is your baby. You earned this. You developed this. Even though it was all her ideas, but she's not going to. She doesn't want to take a job that she hasn't earned and that she's not qualified for. If someone else is going to be better at this job, then I shouldn't be here."
0: It it seems unrealistic to me. It's for her to have that kind of personality, it, based on the industry in which he is in. the the the, the This is it's very. You, you can't, you can't. I don't think you can get as as high as she has gotten in the industry by just being like, No, no, you can have that one. No, no, you can have that one.
1: But that's the thing. She's always had the brilliant ideas that no one else is coming up with. She's always been at the forefront of these creative, genius marketing plans
2: where she didn't at, have to fight for it. Yeah.
1: She's like, No, she, I've got, she could fight for it and she could fight for it if she needed to, but. She was going to a place that needed her ideas and said, "We want your your forward-thinking, female-targeted advertising." She wasn't going to have to fight for it, but then someone's taking every brilliant idea from her. What's she going to fight on? What leg is she have to stand on? There, there is nothing for her to be cutthroat about. There's no way for her to go and say, "My idea is better," because this is her idea.
0: That she already, actually, yeah. That she, um, I don't know. I, it just it, it seems to me that. In this movie, the women are made out to be a lot weaker than the I didn't the think she males. was weak at all. It, it, generally speaking, yeah. th- all the women. Think of all the women yeah. in this movie. Oh yeah, they, they were super but, irritating.
1: That was the other. Yeah, mm, they pissed me off so much. The women that let him treat them that way. Yeah, pissed me off.
0: I did. I did like the uh, his assistants. His uh. Oh. His, <laughs> The two assistants that came in after he starts hearing thoughts and they walk in. He's like, oh, oh. And they're thinking nothing.
1: Yeah, that, that was really funny. I have no thoughts. That yeah. was brilliant. That, that got a good kick out of that. No, but yeah, I agree with you. The women were. That's not something that bothered me as a child, but watching that as an adult, that.
2: Okay. Mm, yeah. Uh, anything else uh, you guys want to talk about in the movie? So supposedly, if you slap a chicken really hard or <laughs> continuously over a certain amount of time, you can trad- you can actually cook it based upon math. I don't
1: How, that- maestro?
2: I don't remember that part of the movie. No, well, neither do I. But it was interesting. All right,
1: it was that part after the credits.
2: Okay,
0: well, that was our opinion of the movie. But like I said at the top of the show, we have lots of opinions, but zero credential, zero credentials. Damn it!
2: You're so close. It's the first time for everything.
0: Now we're going to hear from people who actually have credentials—the critics. You want to start with the good reviews or the bad reviews first?
1: Let's start with the good reviews so we end on what I agree with. <laughs> All
0: right. <laughs> this is from uh, Hillel Itali from the Associated Press. There's nothing profound about the film, but it stays with you. After leaving the theater, you'll find yourself turning an ear towards strangers and listening hard.
1: Oh, wait. Can I make one more comment? Okay. That bothered me. <laughs> if he can hear the thoughts, why is he leaning in towards people? You could hear everyone from everywhere around you. Yeah, that got weird. Why are you leaning in? You don't need to be doing that. I, 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 I would assume <laughs> adding a creepy factor.
0: I would assume it, it's he's hearing it in the same way that he, he hears speech. So if you if somebody if you're trying to hear somebody, you lean into it. It's not he's not like Professor Xavier where you can hear somebody across town. It's they have to be within striking distance. It's like if their mind actually had a mouth, right? God. He
1: heard someone from across the room, so if you're running next to them, why do you need to lean in?
0: Across the r- which room?
1: From the um, round table where they didn't have a table in the middle of them, and they're throwing out their ideas, and is they're all awful. And then,
0: yeah, but the, they're, they're, so, they're close enough. If she's speaking; you can hear it.
1: Yeah, but he didn't feel any need to lean in. If there's times where the women are no further apart than you and I. They're even closer. He's okay. even closer, and he's leaning in.
2: All
1: right. Like, wh- wh- why? It's just creepy. That's fine. Okay.
2: Especially if Sorry. they don't notice it at first, and then all of a sudden see him right next to you. All
1: yeah, right, like when he ran up next to the jogger, and it was just like...
2: That was a little weird.
1: Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Continue with the...
2: And he was smiling the way he was? Yeah. That was even funnier to creepy. That, that
1: was actually kind of funny. All
2: <laughs> right. Peter
0: Howell from the Toronto Star says, it should be called What Moviegoers Want, because it appeals to both sexes. Without pandering... Two or demeaning either of them?
1: I'm guessing he's single.
0: <laughs> Susan Stark from the Detroit News says it's a romantic comedy with a distinct, modern, delicate, but sharp, satirical, cutting edge.
2: Sorry? Yeah.
0: One more. This is uh, Stephen Rosen from the Denver Post talking about uh, Helen Hunt. She elevates what might have been acute fami- fam- familiarity. Familiarity, familiarity. Familiar, Familiarly plotted movie There we go Oh,
1: Good job Alexis Way to
0: go <laughs> Helen Hunt elevates what might have been A cute familiarly plotted movie Into a <laughs> romance with real heart
2: Sweetness and genuine emotion I'll say that three times Why fast Why does that work so hard? Familiarly Familiarly Familiarly. 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 I think you're taking a maybe you're taking an eye out or an eye in. Familiarly. Familiarly. Jesus. All
1: right. Now it's sounding weird. Now right? I'm not even sure if I'm saying it right. You said it to me, I know, but I'm not I was, Familiarly. Familiarly.
0: Go. Yeah. Alright. Now the bad reviews. Oh. Alright. John Anderson from Newsday. The movie is made by a woman who can challenge any female maker. No. Start over. That the movie is made by a woman who can challenge any male filmmaker on earth for ham-handed direction connotes some kind of sexual equality. What exactly is ham-handed?
2: Does yeah, it mean I'm like really sure. big, really big hands? Yes. Okay.
0: Uh, in other words, the fact he's saying that like this this chick is so dumb that she he, she's equal
2: to a man. <laughs> so basically, that's, say- the way, that's, oh, the okay.
1: that's the way I read it. That's uh, the way I read it. At first, I thought he was he was saying like she's up there with just as good as any male director and then I was waiting for like the right. what the heck happened with this?
0: No, no. It, it's more like but. she did such a bad job that she is equal to a male who would do just as bad all a right.
1: job. Alright, I like it.
0: <laughs> That's the way I read it anyway. I don't know. Eric Harrison from the Houston Chronicle says, While Nick comes to appreciate women in all their complexity and depth, the movie is only interested in them as props and tools to aid his eventual enlightenment.
1: Yeah. It's not, not wrong.
0: Terry Lawson from the Detroit Free Press. What women really want, if we can read the simple mind of what women want, is sincerity and honesty, even if you have to fake it.
1: Is he saying that's what the movie's saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's, yeah. Yeah.
0: And finally, Wesley Morris from the San Francisco Chronicle. Only to May's thoughts sounded like actual thinking. Marissa, Marissa Tomei. Tome. Yes, the uh, the barista. Who said that? Uh, Wesley Morris. A dude? Yeah. In other words, the way that her thoughts came out, came out closer to what actual thoughts are like than anybody else. Oh,
1: real people as a whole. Okay. Yeah. I was like... Mm. like the, the way she expressed her thoughts yeah. in her
0: brain, Yeah. the way that they came across in her brain is the way that thoughts actually happen. That's yeah. What, that's what you're saying.
1: That was another thing. He's having a conversation with someone and there's an awkward silence you're still thinking things.
2: Have yeah. you ever wondered that there would be a time when there would be no thoughts going through your head and you look quizzically like you were in like deep thought but nothing's popping through?
1: Mine's usually when I've lost the thought that I just had and I'm
2: just like... And it's bl- Is it blank or what exactly is it?
1: Yeah, the, that blank moment of... <laughs> where like, I probably wouldn't be able to spell my last name just like, what? You've happened, never be, had that?
0: The thought would be like, Keep the face going. Keep the face going. Keep the face going.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh I have no shame. I'll just sit there and slap John. I don't know.
0: Yeah, even if I'm trying to be like a... <laughs> My thought is just like, don't break, don't break, don't break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now it's time for the Rotten Tomatoes game that everybody loves to play. This is the part of the show where I make the guys and the ladies guess the score of the movie based on its Rotten Tomato score. For those unfamiliar with the scoring system, it's an average score from 0 to 100 amongst critics and the audience. 0 to 59 is rotten, 60 to 84 is fresh, and 85 and up is certified fresh. What do you want to guess first, the critics or the audience?
2: Emmy.
1: Critics. I don't think I'm going to like
2: that. Critics, audience. the tomato meter. Mm. All right.
0: What do you think uh, the critics gave it?
1: I'm going to go with 42.
2: Oh, why? I was going to do something around that. Uh, okay, let's see. 37.
0: Okay. Uh, I put my guess in here. Before I looked it up on tomatoes, because uh, right. I, your... I still like playing the game. All um, right. What was, your... What was you think... your guess? I guess 45. Oh. oh. You said 42. You said 37. Actual score for the tomato meter, 54%. <sighs>
2: so
0: it's not fresh? Critics gave it a 54. That is rotten. Okay. Uh,
2: still do I. Yeah. All right. Now for the audience.
1: Oh, this is going to be upsetting. You go first.
2: Oh. Uh, okay. Let's see here. I feel like with this 2001, 2000, 2000, it's 2000. Okay. It's 2000. I'm trying to think of anything that happened during that time too. And nothing's coming to my mind. Just like
1: <laughs> the just millennium.
2: Like Y2K. Oh, okay. Yes. That doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with. Is They're probably going to be higher, honestly, because of the people that are in the movie. Okay. Helen Hunt, Marissa Tomei, Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. Good guess. And this is before Mel Gibson's breakdown. And this is right after Helen Hunt's uh, twister.
0: Is it? Should be. Okay. Probably.
2: Yeah. So I'm going Switching for 60.
0: You're going 60, all right?
1: All right. You want to tell me your guess?
0: My guess, my guess was fifty-six.
1: I don't know why. I was originally going to say sixty-eight, but then for some reason, my brain was like, "It's 72. Just, just
0: seventy-two for the audience. Yeah.
1: Okay. Because I was after listening to his reasoning, so I think Actually, we go seventy-two.
0: Seventy-two. Actual score from the audience. Matching the critics, exactly, 54%. All so are
1: you right. telling me?
0: Rotten, rotten.
1: I am happy to hear that it and is real.
0: And that means I was closer by being wrong? No, I, I guess 56.
2: Um,
0: oh. I was closer on both of them. I, I guarantee it. It was, I guess, before I looked it up. I just, uh, From now
2: on,
1: I'm going to have you write them down on a post and give them to me before okay. you do all of this, just okay. to guarantee the yeah. that no, there's no, there's, no little...
0: But shenanigans I'm, I'm, happening. I have gotten a lot better at this game over the years. You, you shenanigans. Nice. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's upsetting. All right. He's always right.
0: I know. Yeah. It hurts. You should try doing that I in I won't play anymore.
1: Bye.
0: Uh, Can you hear what I'm thinking right now? I'm just kidding. You're so pretty. No, it's not what I'm thinking at all. All right. Paul Giamatti wasn't in this.
1: <laughs> well played. I was like, wait, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> We've
0: noticed that Paul Giamatti has slowly been in a lot of the movies we are doing. And since both uh, Adam and I You mean? It's part of the script. I didn't edit this part of the script. Uh, Since Hollywood and I I equally love him, we decided to ask, what role would Paul Giamatti play in this? Well,
2: hold on a second. Are you Ah. just saying I-I or Hollywood and I? I Hollywood and I. It says Adam and I. Yeah. uh, uh
1: Why don't you just say, (laughs) what would we?
0: Yeah. Since we love Paul Giamatti, (laughs) what role would he have played in this movie?
1: Oh, I know. The boss that hired Helen Hunt.
0: Alan Alda. Yeah. Now remember the rule of this game is you have to take that character yeah, out.
1: So Al- Alan Alda's out. I think he would have been great as that boss though.
2: That's a that's a actually yeah, I like that. I would like um Mel Gibson's uh friend. That's what
0: I was thinking. Yeah. The douchey friend. Yeah. I just feel like it would have been really good. As it would have been extra funny because he's the, he doesn't have the physique of a guy that can act that way. <laughs> For him to act that way, that would be hilarious.
1: I guess, yeah. But I just feel like that guy was perfectly slimy.
0: Yes, he, he was very Yeah, slimy. He um, plays that kind of guy in a bunch of movies, I'm pretty sure. From, He's very familiar. Probably
1: started here. Yeah, I, I, we couldn't figure out where he was from, could we? There was
0: a lot of things that he was in, but none of them sounded familiar to me. His name was Mark Führerstein.
1: Because, yeah, he looks super familiar.
0: Uh, he was in What Woman Want, In Your Eyes, In Her Shoes, Royal Pains, uh, Wet Hot American Summer... Ten years later, the TV series.
1: What hot American summer? Sounds like that's a porn. That's
0: it. No, that's a great movie. Really, it's oh, a TV yeah. series actually. Oh,
1: well, they made a TV series after the movie. After the movie, and it's got the same people, but it's supposed to be a prequel, so they're all like yeah. ten oh, or fifteen really, years yeah. older. It's My fantastic. You can take this. It yeah. has
0: it has Paul Rudd, has, has a bunch of like. Uh,
2: big time Amy actors and, but this is yeah. way
0: before they blew up to be famous mm-hmm. and the movie got
2: released like 10 years later are you talking about it's like um like a book mall or something no this
0: is, this is this is amazing okay but so the movie was filmed 10 years prior or maybe even 20 years prior mm-hmm. released much later with mm-hmm. all these stars that we now that are now famous yes after the movie came out they then made the tv series which is a prequel so there are 20 years older playing the younger yeah. of themselves.
1: It's so bad. You would love it. it You'd dig
0: it, man. Wet Hot American Summer. Okay. You dig yeah. it, man. For I think it's real. on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Uh, back to the script here. Let's see. All right. That's not for trivia. This is a part of the show where I give out little bits of facts or information you may not know about the movie. In the scene where Mel Gibson waxes his legs in his bathroom, he actually did wax his legs. And it did not hurt him nearly as much as it hurt him in the movie. That's a lie. He kept taunting all the women on set saying, come on, this doesn't hurt at all.
1: That's not in there, right?
0: That, no, this is part of the trivia. Oh, no, I hate Mel Gibson. <laughs> the film was originally titled Head Games and was pitched to Tombstone Pictures in 1996 as a star vehicle for Tim Allen.
1: Wait, say that again. I zoned out midway <laughs> <laughs> this
0: movie was originally called Head Games. Oh. And they were trying to get Tim Allen to play the main character.
1: No. Nope.
0: So the Santa Claus. Can you imagine the Santa Claus uh, playing this role?
1: Tim Allen would have. I would have the same problem just as far as the face thing. He's not a bad-looking guy, but he's not that guy that walks in the room and you're like, oh,
0: yeah, hi. Okay. <gasps> All right. This is also in two thousand. So the, all the the heartthrobs that we know now weren't thing were heartthrobs back then. Back George then, Clooney. Back then, I think Brad Pitt was like the uh, top dog.
1: George Clooney. That's uh, that's the perfect way I can describe it. Okay.
2: I can just look it up. It was what year was it? Two thousand. Two thousand. All right. Uh, more trivia.
0: In an earlier transition scene, there's an aerial shot of the camera panning over water and up to the Chicago skyline as the sun rises. This is the same footage used in an opening credits for the sitcom, Family Matters. As soon as that happened, I knew it. I was was like, that's Family Matters. It looks so much like Family Matters, it's freaking me out. Really? Yes. Turns out it was. Steve Urkel. Intro. Who? Steve Urkel. Stefan Urkel, as you might know him. Yes. Did you do that? Did I do that? Okay, who? So, shh, not while I'm reading. Oh. That
2: was another... Urkel of everything, but you it see. was pouring, not while I'm pouring. Oh, the uh, okay. They transformed him into... You
1: were going to say?
2: So, turns out the TV hot heartthrobs of 2000, one of them was Tom Welling from Smallville. I don't even know who that is. Oh, the dad? No, the, the, the Superman. Superman.
1: That's when that came out?
2: Yeah.
1: How did I not see that until like six years ago? Tom Welling.
2: It's okay. You'll see. Tyrese... Oh,
0: that guy's a heartthrob?
2: Cause uh, at that time, yeah. Now. Oh yeah.
0: See. Hold on a second. This guy. That's him that's now. That's
1: now. Go to. The, you have
0: to. That was that guy? That's the same
2: picture.
1: <sighs> that's a that's an old picture. That's a new picture. Wait, wait.
0: Oh, hold on. Okay.
2: Now you're seeing it. All right. Now we're now we're getting somewhere. It's still that's still old. That's
1: still too old. Okay. Wait. Go to the the one.
2: That's Smallville. Like, come that's on. Smallville. All right, now we're yeah. back. No, I'm no, back to no, no. Again. No, click, click, click right. Click right. Now click right. Now click right. Now click right. There's no more rights. I know, just want to see this How dare you? Okay, how about a cheaper by the dozen? I don't know.
1: Yeah, if you look at the picture that's on here, it's like, oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't see it. I don't see
2: it. You're a guy.
0: Well, yeah, but, all right, whatever. We obviously have different taste men. We <laughs> agreed that... We agreed. Okay.
1: You get Klein. to have the male perspective in this.
2: Chris Klein. Yeah. Let's see. Mm.
1: Yeah, I'm iffy on him.
0: Oh! Uh, yeah.
1: Okay. I'm iffy on him just because of the nose thing.
0: He, he's uh, he's very... I get it. A little bit. But not... Yeah. He's got okay. great bone structure. Fine. Yeah. He was in American Pie, right? Yes. Or a Euro Trip. One of those two.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah. Chad Michael
1: Murray? Yeah. Oh, I had a huge crush
0: on him
2: in high school. Mm-hmm. That man's beautiful. All right, very good. See, this is, see, she verifies right. this I, list I, is I disagree, correct. I
0: disagree with a lot of those lists.
2: All right. Uh,
1: you don't think Chad Michael Murray is attractive? I don't think no, you no,
2: know it is. I One Tree Hill. I don't. Um, have you watched One Tree Hill? No. See, there you go.
0: Last bit of trivia The color of the main character's wardrobe reflects their mood. Mel Gibson's character wears black and dark colors throughout most of the movie. So All he's Held dead? Hunt wears white and lighter colors. The, uh, the opposing colors match their characters being at odds with each other. It isn't until later in the movie that both wear gray, signaling their characters coming together.
1: I noticed that you wear a lot of white,
0: but. It's kind of deep. Mm. No. No.
2: It's for deep, for maybe the chromatic spectrum, maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Money makes the world go round. We want to put this film into perspective with other films that were released this year so we know, so we can get a feel financially how well it h- held up to its peers. The budget for this film was $70 million.
1: What they spend it on? Oh, the actors?
0: What do you think the total worldwide gross was?
1: You go first. I'm terrible at this.
0: This is box office.
2: Okay. I'm guessing... So while it was still in theaters? 140
0: 140 Okay. Now, uh, uh, Annie, the the rule here is, in order for this movie to be
2: considered profitable, it has to make three times as much as the budget was. Can I rephrase? Yeah. Okay. It was. I'm thinking it was 140 just for like opening day. Oh. So I'm thinking probably 220.
0: Okay, 220 million. Yes. Okay, Annie.
1: 186700000
2: Wow. Okay. Very detailed. In the
0: U.S., this grossed $182.8 million.
1: <laughs>
0: Overseas, it grossed $191.3 oh. million, bringing the total worldwide gross to $374.1 million. It be great if I'd guess him? Yeah. Domestic on the spot. This film debuted in first place on the weekend of December 15, 2000, with $33.6 million on the opening weekend. How much? $33.6 million. I was way off on both of them. Yeah. Mm. You You were were, way off on both. You were closest uh, with the worldwide.
1: Yeah. Oh, did you not guess uh, before you looked up the information?
0: (laughs) Oh, no, I didn't. (laughs) I should do that. It's it's a little harder to do with the uh, way that I find the information, but I'll see what I can do. All right, this uh, film they viewed first. Okay, according to Box Office Mojo, this is the third highest-grossing film in the category. You're not going to believe this. It's called comedy with what, a twist. What if? What do you mean? It's a what if comedy. What do you mean? The, the category is called comedy. What if? What if what? What if? Exactly right. Third highest. Number one How's on this comedy. What if? what if is Bruce Almighty. It's
2: okay. What if I had a chance doing this? What if this could happen? What if if this was a possibility? Oh, it's a comedy out of it.
0: Number two is Ted. The uh, the, That's a good movie. But that's that's not what if. That's
2: what if a bear
1: could talk. talk. It's stuff teddy bear could talk.
2: A teddy bear would smoke weed and spank a girl?
0: Apparently. Yeah. In in that world. Number four is Liar Liar. That's Jim Carrey, which uh, I enjoyed quite a bit. And number five is Click. That's an Adam Sandler bullshit movie. Oh, I hate that movie. control. I can fast forward rewind. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Walken making a weird appearance in a bad movie. And then uh, after that was Big. Tom Hanks, did you see that one? Yes.
1: It's a long time ago. I remember snippets.
0: That was fun. This was the fifth highest grossing film of 2000. Number one that year. Any guesses? The year 2000 was the number one film of the year. Jeez. Um, Matrix, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Hey, what? I wasn't
1: done thinking. <laughs>
0: yeah, you, know, you, you were going to guess that?
1: No, I was going to guess an animated movie okay. though.
0: This was not animated. Which one
2: was the animated movie?
1: I hadn't finished thinking. I was oh. going through the main list.
0: Just to put this into perspective, this is a little upsetting to me. Number eight in the year two thousand. Number eight. This one was five. Mm-hmm. Number one was five. Number eight was X Men. How's that bad? The first that X-Men is movie.
1: upsetting because I love X Men.
0: First X Men was amazing. How could that be number eight, and this is number five?
1: I remember my parents bought it for me on VHS because I loved it so much.
2: Well, maybe it's because every because this is the first like what X Men was the first superhero movie since what Blade? Does that answer your question now? No one really okay. knew that it was like worth watching. Oh, uh, you're right. This was this is before the the trend. Yeah, Not but th- but uh, okay, this is, I,
0: this is, this is uh. me and my. Watching X-Men growing up on uh, TV. Hugh Jackman was a thing.
1: I yeah. did not watch X-Men growing up on TV. I did not know anything about comic books. And I loved the X-Men movie. I watched it like nonstop. I don't know how I heard about it, but somehow I did.
2: Okay. So Explanation? No, I feel perfect.
1: like I'm countering your explanation.
2: <laughs> no, it's actually making it perfect for me. You had no idea it was worth it, right? But no, then you got a chance to watch it. You said it was amazing, right?
1: Yeah. But I went to see it in theaters. I loved it. But
2: you didn't watch it opening day, did you?
1: I didn't see anything opening day. Exactly. I didn't go to the movies often.
2: I don't know what point you're trying to make, Faiso. Yeah. Sure. The whole point about it is, is you wouldn't actually look forward to watching this movie unless you actually... Okay. yeah. There are oh,
1: I'm not a good person this, to it judge that a, on because like, I never watched well, movies. It probably became a,
0: a hit later on. After like the DVDs came out, people started watching it and they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. Oh, okay. I, I bet you the second X-Men did a lot better than the first X-Men. Can you look it up? I could look it up. Will uh, you look it up? Uh, not right now, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that was 2000's What Women Wants, directed by Nancy Myers. Check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com, slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Spoilers Show. Check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rat Pack Productions. Write us via email at spoilers at com for any questions, opinions, or movie requests. Please rate, and Please rate and review the show on iTunes so it can help us in the rankings. If you leave us a review and on iTunes and leave us a recommendation for a movie you want us to watch... That movie will go to the top of our list, and watch it before any other requests. Yeah. Next week, we're watching 2017's Happy Death Day. We're doing this because of a Happy Death Day to you that uh, is coming out in theaters or has come out in theaters, depending on when you watch this. Wait, listen,
1: it's out in theaters it, it definitely now. Came out.
0: Definitely already came yeah. out. All right. Uh, before we go. Maestro? Yes. Let's say you want to uh, buy some products that were being advertised in this movie, like the Nike, the uh, Nylons.
2: Oh, why you, would you buy those things? What you can do is you can go to the Amazon website, but before you do that, go to our website first. Click on the banner that takes you to Amazon, and then you just do your normal shopping as you normally would do. But the only difference is, uh, whatever you shop on, there's a percentage that comes to us, and it doesn't affect you or anything you buy, but it helps support the show. Support the show. All right, last year
1: banners man. at the top of the page
2: look at that's you man that's is that, the, is top the, the, top that the, the top of the page That's at the top of the it's page it's on the side of the page it's on the side of the page you always say at the top of the do page do I say top mm-hmm. yeah maybe I'll, maybe I'll move to the top I think now. our mugs are on the top yeah, yeah. yes yeah. they are our yeah. mugs our beautiful beautiful mugs alright full of each
0: other much yeah so uh, watch <laughs> Happy Death Day and uh, we actually have seen Happy Death Day to you so we'll do a little uh, mini review of that before the movie uh, I will not you will not no
2: we'll, uh, we'll let you know
0: yeah thanks for hanging out thanks for watching until next time
2: I am Adam. I am Maestro. I am
1: Annie.